Welcome to episode two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, where we bring you all the news and discussion of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's going on, Jeff? Oh, not much. You know, just another week, another viewing of Guardians. Mm, did you see it? So you saw it again? Oh, yeah. I saw it again. I saw it uh, Friday night. That's the one. Nice. I saw it Friday night after work. Um, I didn't see it in 3D this time. I didn't think that 3D really added uh, enough to it to really like warrant paying that much money. I did. I did. I thought it was awesome. But I just can't afford to pay that much twice. <laughs> like I, I, I saw I it in 2D. I wanted to. My I second time couldn't. through. Yeah. <laughs> my second time through, I decided to just see it in 2D. But it was just because I really wanted to see the story again. But I loved the bucks. 3D. Uh, if for no other reason, even if just not for any other scene, that scene when Guardians of the Galaxy, t- the title card pops up and he's dancing in the bottom left-hand <laughs> corner, and the words are big and they're projected out from the screen, that yeah. was such like, the child within me was just so happy. <laughs> squeed. Uh, yeah, I, I squeed. Um, when you say I squeed, it just sounds gross. Um, is that we we talked about whispering in the mic? <laughs> oh yeah, my bad, my bad. I, <laughs> um, I I squeal a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Should I not whisper it? Is, it? is it sexier that way? Um, I prefer no sexiness. <sighs> Too sexy. Uh, uh no, never mind. We need we need a little sex appeal on the podcast. You can be <laughs> as sexy as you want. I mean, we were gonna dance last time. That's true. We can uh we can we can make that happen still. Uh, real quick, before before we even really get started, I wanted to let everybody know that we, it was said at the very end of the podcast, but I realized the podcast was super long last week, so I just wanted to uh, nope. say that we have a phone number now that you can call. It's 573-CAST-MCU. That's 573-227-8628. So... Um, Call us and leave us a message, and we'll play it on the podcast in our feedback section. It's our second episode, and there is no feedback from our first episode. But we <laughs> we see that a lot of people downloaded the episode, and we really appreciate it, and uh, we love you all. Thank you. Domo arigato, Mr. Downloader, <laughs> I think is the yeah, proper that's, term. That's the song. Yeah, no, no that's, that's the technical term for it. So uh, we, got some, we got a little news this week. Yeah, a little bit. Little news, a little Marvel um, news. <laughs> Marvel news. The first thing is not really Marvel news. It's Marvel related. It's got Marvel ties. Yeah. It's all connected. So, everyone, I don't know who, how many of you guys know about this, but Batman versus Superman was scheduled for May sixth of twenty sixteen, yep. and Marvel completely in what I kind of view as a little bit of an asshole move, but a like Tony Stark asshole. Yeah. Like the, that, it kind, was that, that kind like, of asshole. My house is at this address. Come find me. Yeah. That, that's like, what they bring did. Bring it to my doorstep and I'll tell you how it is. Kind they, of they scheduled directly to oppose. Um, they scheduled Captain America 3 for the same release date. Cap 3 was already scheduled for that date. No, but I, was, think Mar- I think it was the opposite. Mm-mm, no, they had already scheduled like an untitled film. Oh, I got you. And then they were like, oh, by the way. You remember that day that DC said Batman vs. Superman was going to come out? That's actually what we're going to do Cap 3 on. Yeah. So bring it. And then DC's like, oh, um, well, all right. So 
basically the maybe last we these last change it. these last few months it's been a, it's been a it's been a discussion topic of who was going to blink they've been playing like <laughs> yeah. box office chicken uh, <laughs> one of these two titles was going to have to blink and uh, it it <laughs> this, appears this week, that DC Warner Brothers was the one that yeah, decided to DC do and Warner Brothers decided to uh, move their date from May 6th. They actually moved it forward. I've heard some analysts talking about it saying that they couldn't move it backwards. It would sound like they were having to having problems. Yeah. So they moved it forward. They still couldn't. Basically, Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful, they were like, we can't go up against Marvel. We just can't do it. <laughs> we're, I, we're not going to make any money. I really would have liked to have seen what would have happened if they had gone. <laughs> Yeah, I I would like to think that it would be a really cool knockdown drag out, but like part of me thinks that Marvel would lose money that they rightfully should have gotten anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I think that both companies would have lost in that battle. Like yeah. they should be on different days. But it's like still they can compare been... opening weekends later and like you know, do that dick measuring, but like true, don't but... knock down drag out and like let the fans be worse off for it. Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. I just still think it would have been very entertaining to watch. <laughs> yeah, um, to watch that that watch that that fight. You know, watch watch people have to choose because all the speculation involved with it too, like. Everybody that's any kind of box office analyst is like, oh, God, what's going to happen? It's yeah. these Titans back to, oh, God, they're squaring off. It's like Megatron and, and oh, wait, that <laughs> happened both, already. They both would have had to spend tons of money on advertising. They probably oh, yeah. have to spend as much now. And, and not that they won't spend as much, but they, they won't be competing for who's going to go see which midnight showing. You right, know? right. Most of the fanboys are going to see both those movies. Um, I will see both of those movies, but I, 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 we, we would have had to make the choice on that Thursday night. <laughs> there would have been no choice for me. Oh yeah. Me neither. <laughs> it would have been three. like cap three first and then I'll go see Ben Affleck be mm. stupid later in the red box or something. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Affleck. I like Affleck in a lot of his movies. I like Affleck recently. I did not like Affleck and Daredevil. Oh yeah, he Darede, Well, Daredevil's a bad movie. Yeah, I don't know that it's Affleck's fault. It is. I just I blame <laughs> it him is. for it. I blame him for it, regardless of whether or not it's actually <laughs> his fault. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's his fault. It is. <laughs> just like um, Elektra was Jennifer Garner's fault. Like, why would she allow that to happen? Yeah, I just I think that it was bef- it was it was pre Marvel. Studios. And yeah, it was, it was a time before they really knew how to make. <laughs> there was a, a time when Marvel's movie. films were bad. Yeah, there was. There was that. Harken back to a day. I just recently uh, rewatched most of the X Men films because I wanted to see, kind of getting ready for um, Days of Future Past. I rewatched all of those, and they're just, they're just generally pretty bad movies. The first <clears throat> one's kind of okay, and it's it's very nostalgic for me. Yeah, but they're. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad films. Oh, yeah. They were cheesy and campy and awful in the best ways. Yeah. The other piece of news that I wanted to bring up is another piece of box office news. Um, and this is part of why why that Batman Superman had to leave that date. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, as of right now, its 11-day total is the largest 11-day total of the year. Yeah. 
Um, it, it is beat now, Transformers four as of right now. Transformers at, at eleven days have made had made a hundred and eighty million, and right now Guardians has made a hundred and eighty one million. That's awesome. Go Guardians. They're hashtag on, Beat Bay. Hashtag Beat Bay. That's right. Um, we did not. I, we must admit defeat. Regretfully. Regretfully, we did not see Guardians on top for two weeks in a row. Yeah. What's What's out next week? I don't even know. <laughs> There's Septic Man. Septic Man? Yeah, it's a horror film. Okay. Uh, the Expendables 3 is oh, coming that's, out. Oh, that's the big one. I knew, I knew there was something. Kind of a big one, I guess. It, I mean, it's a... Uh, they make, those movies oh, make money. Oh, The so Giver. Far. You remember that book that we always had to read in middle school, The Giver? I never read The Giver. Well, it's got a theatrical release coming out this Friday. Okay. I have a feeling that uh, Expendables is going to have the best release this weekend. Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't like just dumb action films like well, that. Well, yeah, I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying what, what's, but the, it's probably what's gonna, the competition it's gonna, this week. It's going to top out. Well, I'm really hoping that Guardians can keep it up and can surpass uh, every other movie this year. I really want to see it be number one for the year because it was the best movie I've seen this year. Um, anyway, we, we talked enough about Guardians last week, but I mean, I, n- n- you guys tell us in the feedback whether we did or not because we, we'll talk about it more. I'll talk some more about it. We, we can go another two hours. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> But uh, that's, that's the, those are the two pieces of news this week. We wanted to talk about what our plans are for the coming weeks. There are six, including tonight, there are six episodes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast between now and the release of season two. Season two. Of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. That's right. So, we would like to uh, invite everyone to rewatch. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1 with us, if, and if you haven't seen it, watch it for the first time. We've picked out a list of um, eight episodes. Eight episodes. And we're all worth it. Eight episodes, and we're going to watch um, The Winter Soldier as well. Yeah, we're going to include The Winter Soldier because The Winter Soldier's story just so perfectly interconnects with and transitions from the first half of the season to the second half of the season, just to make it kind of worth it. Absolutely. And it, it is very important that you see Winter Soldier if you're going to do a rewatch of season one. So let's, uh, we just want to invite everybody to join us in that. We're going to be rewatching um, tonight. Tonight we're going to talk about the pilot. So if you haven't seen that yet, um, feel free to uh, pause us and go watch the pilot. Um, there's not really many places anywhere to watch it for free online. Um, uh, legally, so stick to the legal stuff and watch it on iTunes. It's two bucks, just two bucks if you buy it in standard definition. Dos dineros. Dos dineros. Um, so check it out on iTunes and then come back and listen to the podcast. Um, and also uh, next week we'll be watching episodes ten and eleven, and those are on iTunes as well. And then uh, after that, we're we'll get pretty soon to where they're on Hulu Plus. So if you're a Hulu Plus subscriber, you can watch them um, already for free. Any any episode after episode fourteen. So. Um, we're about to get started on just doing a discussion of the pilot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, if you, uh, have, uh, if you have seen it, feel free to listen along and, uh, let, we're going to tell you, so this week we're, we're doing the pilot. We're talking, we're going to talk about the pilot and next week we're going to talk about two episodes, the bridge and the magical place, which are episodes 10 and 11. Um, they're kind of a two part episode. It's, um. We we won't get into spoilers right now about that because obviously if you haven't seen them, you 
Yeah, if you're you doing, need to. If you're doing the rewatch with us, um, and what we're going to do tonight is we're going to do a double spoiler alert like we always do. Where our first spoiler alert is going to be for the pilot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Where we're we talk about everything that happens in it. In the episode, we're going to talk about our, our, our thoughts on the episode. And then we're going to have a second spoiler alert where we talk about anything in the MCU. Anything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so, And then we'll have like double secret probation spoilers for anything after that. Yeah. Yeah. Which we, I mean, we don't. I think know they call anything. that the outro. We don't know anything after that. So, oh. but, we, but we may. We'll, we'll probably talk. We'll, anything after the second <laughs> spoiler alert is open. Open for discussion. Anything from the comics. Yep. Anything from the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including the last half of Marvel season one of Agents of Shield. So we'll be discussing, you know, how this pilot relates to some of the things that happened in the last episode of season one. Um, so that'll be something that's a little fun for us who have seen the whole season. Um, so let's, uh, I guess let's strap in and uh, talk about this episode of Agents of Shield. Get ready for liftoff. <laughs> let's hop in the bus. <laughs> So, uh, official spoiler alert, everyone. Spoiler, spoiler. Spoilers. Spoilers are ahead. Turn back if you must. Turn back, ye fate of, faint of heart. <laughs> Abandon all hope, ye who come here. <laughs> that too. That too. Um, so, uh, what, what? first thing, this episode, and I feel like it's worth noting just because it was the first time we see it on the small screen... And that was the Marvel logo. Oh, the, yeah. The Marvel Cinematic Universe logo that, with the flipping comic with book the pages, flipping building comic the Marvel icon. And I just never seen it on television before. I remember the first day of the Marvel Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming on. I was like, oh, it's so good. I'm so yep. excited. And um, and then you squeed. I, then I squeed. Again. Um, <laughs> so, um, what... The uh, th- then we then we go on to a scene where there's a uh, footage from the Avengers, um, with, with Sky discuss talking over the um, over she's, she's narrating. She's kind narrating, of. yeah, narrating about that, and I think that um, that 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 just is is such a neat thing about this show, the fact that they can use footage from all of the movies. Oh yeah, they can they can like just freely use footage and also freely just talk about. Like, they don't have to mention in passing a nickname of somebody. They can just be like, well, Thor may have actually been a god. Yeah, they I, talk about it. They talk about, I think, every... I think in this episode, this first pilot, they'd bring up every uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe hero thus far. Or, well, they show the action figures, at least. That's true. <laughs> well, they show the action figures. They talk about the superhero serum, or the super serum. From Captain Super America, Soldier. yeah, they talked about Doctor Erskine in it. Yep, yeah. I mean it, it, that's the dream of what this show can be. It's completely tied into that world, and mm-hmm. they can not only not only talk about, but they can also those guys sh- can show up, use the footage, and I mean we'll get we'll get to this in six episodes. But after a, a Winter Soldier, when certain events happen in Winter Soldier that affect the plot of Shield, um, the uh, they show those events. On the, with these great special effects on a television show because they just already have that footage, you yep. know. Um, and it's just it's great to see. It's great. It adds to the the production value of the show immensely. Makes the world feel much bigger. Yeah, 
instead of being like on a Smallville budget. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, the budget for the pilot was like an, an exorbitant amount of money. Really? Yeah. That there's a few scenes that that last scene. Uh, jumping off that balcony and landing on the uh... oh you mean when he was falling off the balcony and landed on the ticket booth or whatever yeah it was? yeah that that's oh yeah he gets shot and he yeah. flies off the balcony that was a really really high production value scene yeah a lot went into that yeah and so that's they they they, they had a lot of money anyway but they they pretty much have the entirety of Marvel behind them and that's just so cool um so we get opening sequences seeing some. Uh, some various footage from the other movies and Sky's talking over everything. And then we we pan down to Mr. J. August Richards playing... Mike Peterson. Mike Peterson, who eventually is somebody else, but... Well, I, now you're just spoiling things for people who haven't seen it. No, I'm building the anticipation. <laughs> See, because... Well, there was so much speculation beforehand where they're like, oh my God, there's this guy. Is he going to be Luke Cage? Is this going to be Luke Cage's origin story? And mm. I was really excited about that. And then we see, like, there was a picture spoiled of his driver's license where it was like, Mike Peterson. And we're like, who the hell is Mike Peterson? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not Luke Cage at all. <laughs> so he ends up becoming somebody completely different. But yeah, I think it works out. I like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like it a lot. Um, and I had a special affinity for J. August Richards because he's um, he was a main character on Angel, another Joss Whedon show. Ah. And I love that show. And he was a character I really loved. So when I saw him show up, and it's on, it's another Joss Whedon show, which we haven't talked about yet, but this show is helmed uh, in part by Joss Whedon, uh, created the show. And so, uh, and his brother Jed Whedon writes a lot of the episodes. And so I'm a huge Joss Whedon fan. And so, so every every I saw a lot of Joss Whedonisms throughout <laughs> throughout this episode, throughout, throughout this Whedonverse episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, we see Mike Peterson. He meets we we meet his son Ace. I think that may be his nickname for him. But if it is his actual name, if his name is Ace, like more power to him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great name. It's not used enough. Absolutely. I think. Anyway. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and we understand they're going through some dire straits, right? They're they're having some monetary issues. The kid is looking at all of the action figures of the Avengers. They call them the heroes of New York in the banner. I love that. They don't actually say like they're the Avengers because nobody's like announced that name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like Tony Stark hasn't come out and been like, "Hey guys, guess what? We got a name. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. We're a team." Actually, to yeah, to all he he did in the movie say. If we can't say if we can, well, yes, he said he's Iron Man. He said uh, he he said, uh, "Oh, you can be damn sure we'll avenge it." Yeah, but he said that like to Loki. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just <laughs> saying it was that nice little Avengers nod. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And then the the A being the only letter left yeah. on the tower. And I think that was a nice. Coulson calls too. it the Avengers Initiative, doesn't he? Uh, or is that not a thing? Am I making that up? It's it is called the the Avengers Initiative. It's Nick Fury that first says it at the end of the first Iron Man, after the credits. Hmm. I don't remember saying the Avengers Initiative. Mm -hmm. Cool. My name is Nick Fury. I'm the director of Shield. I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Black. No, not I, like not he, like he's black, but like <laughs> screen goes black. <laughs> yeah, I know he says the whole thing about um. You don't know this yet, but you're part of a bigger world. 
Yeah, you're part of a bigger world. You just don't know it. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. And then That's it goes awesome. black. And that, at that point, I lost every ounce of composure I had. <laughs> it was gone. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that was a huge, huge moment. Huge moment. Um, so uh, after that, we get uh, Ward retrieving a packet. Well, we didn't even say it, but Mike Peterson cli- has superpowers. Uh, <laughs> Let's we didn't just get gloss that over that really quick. Let's gloss over <laughs> Mike Peterson having superpowers. Mike Peterson, he was part of a program. He's got superpowers. Whatever. Agent Ward. <laughs> Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, Mike Peterson climbs a building, uh, retrieves a woman that he saves her life. and uh, After Yon Building explodes on the yes. top floor. Yes, yes. And we see later why. It looks like a bomb goes off. It looks like a bomb goes off in this lab, and he's like, I have to see if people need my help. They might need my help. Stay here, Ace. Stay with this hot dog vendor who we barely know. Like, yeah, look I, after my kid, hot dog vendor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was a little strange. But he, he did know his first name. I he like how they threw name. that in. Yeah. Like, he knows his first name, so it's okay to leave your child with him. <laughs> it's okay to leave your child with a hot dog vendor as long as you know Yon hot dog vendor's first name. That's a life lesson from Marvel. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> um, so he saves saves a woman and gets caught on video, and a young woman who we don't know her name yet, but it's later revealed to be Sky, Chloe is Bennett. watching watching on, and she's videoing with her phone. And uh, then we cut to Ward retrieving the package, which is just a great scene. And I, I feel like when I heard Agents of Shield was going to be a show, I feel like this is what I was expecting. Yeah, it was going to be mostly like. <laughs> Natasha Romanoff kind of people fighting everybody yeah. in the world. And using gadgets. Yep. Uh, I feel like... Um, it was going to be like a James Bond show. Yeah, and I feel like this is the most James Bondy scene we get. Uh, not to spoil, but I think probably for the whole season. <laughs> like it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, very, it's very, very James Bondy. And then, mm-hmm. then it... Then, then it they, they kind of they kind of pull something on you because you're thinking it's going to be Shield, and so you're thinking the guys in the black suits, which they are, but they're they're like Coulson's subset of of the uh, well, of the guys because yeah, they're on the bus. You know, it's not like it's not like they're going to tell a story of every Shield agent in the whole everything, like yeah. in the entirety of Shield. Like they're going to follow a set of people who you're going to get attached. You do it. It happens. It happens to the best of us. But they're not going to tell like different stories all over the place of different people and just not let you get attached and be like, well, which one was your favorite? We'll bring them back in the next season. Yeah. <laughs> well, for sure, you're going to have to, you know, have main characters. But I feel like they chose a story of Coulson uh, where he's put this team together, and it's and he see, he says it in this episode that he's get they they're going to be picking the ops. They're going to be uh, making the calls. Yep. And so you get the sense that they're operating differently than S.H.I.E.L.D. normally operates. And so when I heard about the show Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess I was expecting a little more of like, not not that it would be different S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, but it would be a more like what a normal S.H.I.E.L.D. agent would be, you know? Oh, yeah. But this is it, kind it, of the the day to day of the Shield agent. But we'll we'll get into that definitely more in the next few episodes because there's we we definitely go into what is Shield and all that. Oh yeah. Um. <clears throat> and what does Shield stand for? Because that's what Ward gets asked. Yep. Uh. 
you 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 did this to me because you know I can't do it. Strategic. I know strategic homeland. There's one word I never get the I. Strategic homeland intervention enforcement enforcement and logistics division. Yeah, that was that's changed from what it was in the comics. I don't remember what it was in the comics. Oh really? Yeah, like the E was espionage at one point. It's gone through a couple of different iterations. I like I like what it is now because it's shield and it means that they're the protectors. Like, yeah, um, which I, which I dig. Yeah, Ward kind of touches on that when um, Maria Hill, Kobe, Kobe, yeah, Kobe the very Smulders. next scene, yeah. the very next scene is when she's interviewing, she's debriefing him from his his mission, and he got the neural, the Chitari neural link. Yep. Which is a nice little tie into the Avengers because you know yep. they do that. They 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 seriously they mentioned Iron Man, Captain America. They mentioned gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. They mentioned Thor multiple times. Yep. And then they talk about the Chitari tech. So that's Avengers. There was they, Romanoff was mentioned in there. That's true. How like, he had the highest score since Romanoff. Highest score since Romanoff. So yep. <laughs> it's it's great how it's interconnectivity. I think I used that word enough in the last cast. Nope, definitely didn't. <laughs> Use it more! <laughs> so, he goes through his little being technical thing, right? Doing his James Bondy thing. Gets some fingerprints from the from the guy on the glass and uses his little x-ray platter <laughs> thing to look for a pad to put those fingerprints. And then... He opens the thing, which is the fireplace, opens the fireplace, takes the Chitauri neural, uh, neural implant, and then gets caught, and then has to fight his way out. And I love the line that he, like, he looks at the wife, and he's like, your fireplace was broken. <laughs> like, that's gonna work. Yeah, that was real funny. <laughs> um, and that, that, that scene... Uh, when I first watched it, it didn't really uh, resonate with me that much. But this, on a, upon a second watch, that scene's really fun. The wife is really funny because she obviously has a. It looked like she might have a husband that's into something or something, uh, into some of this Chitari stuff. Because she looks annoyed by the fact that he's there, <laughs> yep. but not mad. It's not like, oh my god, what are you doing in my house? It's like, oh, this crap again. Yeah, and, and she just like continues to wander around the house like reading her mail or whatever. And I think while she was he's, leaving like, I'm done with this. Yeah, while, while he's fighting for his life, uh, <laughs> breaking people. There was, there was one move he did, by the way, and I think they had to, I think they had to uh, be careful with it or like dumb it down for TV because he twists a guy's arm yep. and it looks like it breaks. But there's no breaking sound, and I was wondering if they had to like cut that breaking sound out. <laughs> I mean, they might have. It looks. It, kinda it was pretty brutal in that scene. It was for sure. Yeah. Like he he got on it, like with yeah. the um with God. What was it? He pulled out the the drawer on the. No, he hit the guy with the blender. Yeah, the which blender. Is like blenders are not soft glass. <laughs> blenders are thick. He broke that crap on that guy's face. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. <laughs> and then like he pulled the the drawer out and like had the guy hit that and then like beat him with it and smashed it and then punched his hand through it into the guy's head and then kicked his face against the, the kitchen or the, um, the oven door. Like this guy's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Ward is not to be trifled with. No, definitely not. Definitely not to be trifled with. And, and so, yeah, he, he, he retrieves it and then they, they, they're debriefing him. Maria Hill, which is pretty great. Maria Hill showing up. Yeah. She's from the, she's from the uh, Avengers. And Cap 2. Yeah, that's later. right. Yeah. That's right. She is. And she was in How I Met Your Mother. Yep. Co- Kobe Smolders. Mm-hmm. That's a sexy name. 
I don't even find Kobe Smolders to be like the she's a pretty lady and all. I just not necessarily my type, but Kobe Smolders just sounds like a <laughs> it sounds like a it's f- a sensual it like a, name. Yeah, it's like a six essential smolders. <laughs> she's so smoldery. <laughs> It's because she's that that lingering hot that's just going to keep going on you. And then eventually it's like, oh, wow, I've burned to the ground. <laughs> I don't know why you would want to burn, but, you know, let's, we'll, we'll move on from that. <laughs> let's not touch on that. Let's not, let's not talk about her smoldering anymore. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. My, my girlfriend's going to listen to this. Oh, is she? Talking about her, talking about her smoldering. No, probably not. Oh. I was just, just trying Hopeful. to be funny. Oh, okay. Trying to be funny about not talking about the girl smoldering. Uh, but my no, my in all seriousness, my girlfriend never listens to my podcasts. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Right? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm totally I'm just being silly. Um it's just So funny. So he's getting debriefed by by Maria Hill and she's all like, Well, what do you know about the battle in New York? And This scene's pretty classic. Yeah. The whole the whole thing with uh colson stepping out of the shadows mm-hmm. and he's like welcome to level welcome seven to level seven all that like, is sorry. really really good this dark corner couldn't resist i think there might be a bulb out yeah. and then right then they go to commercial it's kind of like we, we we talked about last week with guardians and um this isn't much spoilers so if you haven't seen guardians we're not going to discuss the plot or anything but there's a scene with the collector where he does a hand motion and it's really over dramatic. Yeah. And then Rocket Raccoon makes fun of it immediately. And they immediately after. call it out. And so it's like, it's sure, like, that it's was over dramatic. the same thing. Yeah. It was the same thing. It was like, whoa, that welcome to level seven stepping out of the corner was a little over dramatic. But then he makes fun of himself for doing it. So it, it's, it's a nice little formula there for how yep. to do the drama, but then make fun of it to make everybody, everybody know, let everybody know, yeah, we're standing. We're a bunch of jackasses. <laughs> um, that's another Guardians reference, but uh, yep, we won't go into that. I think we're going to reference that more than anything else right now, just oh, because we've recently seen that. I've been referencing it more in life. Uh, just to just to randomly get back on Guardians for a minute, uh, <laughs> I I told my niece to go watch it, hmm. uh, and my cousin, who we don't normally have similar movie tastes, um, they both tend to like. I mean, my niece is 12, and my cousin likes a lot of, like, younger movies. Um, right. Likes a lot of Disney and things. Um, he's my age, but he likes a lot of Disney and things. Um, so, uh... Go on. <laughs> so, um... You talk like Marvel isn't Disney. Well, I know, They but own it. It's true. But I, I, I told them to go watch this. They were going to see a movie anyway. I was like, go see Guardians. You need to see Guardians. <laughs> Ditch whatever movie you were going to go don't see. Don't go see Ninja Turtles. And go see Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it was all part of my hashtag Beat Bay. I was like, yeah. don't go see Ninja Turtles. Because I know you guys, you're going to go see Ninja Turtles. Go <laughs> I know see... what you're doing and don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Change that plan right now. And so they went, they, went, they went to see it. And they both raved about it. My cousin called me two days later and was like, I just wanted to just talk about Guardians for a minute. Like, <laughs> we just need to discuss Guardians. <laughs> I'm going to have a 30-minute discussion on the phone with you about how amazing that movie was, and then we're going to talk about the plot. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, we basically did a podcast on the phone. <laughs> just for each other. Yeah. <laughs> we're the only audience, guys. <laughs> what do we think is funny? <laughs> um, so uh, basically they, uh, they invite Ward to the team... Yep. A team that Colson's putting together. 
Not like an Avengers team, but like well, just a unit. Know, a unit of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, which, in a way, Avengers is kind of the same thing. No, they're not. On a, on a <laughs> non-superpowered level. That's what, that's what this is, is. The S.H.I.E.L.D.'s putting together a team of specialists to go and do some sort of mission, uh, which Coulson describes as uh, something where they're going to pick the ops and they're going to uh, make what? the calls. Do you think that there's... Do you think there's equivocation between each member of the Avengers and each member of this team of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, Coulson is Captain America because he's the leader. Yeah, then, I would like, say Coulson is Captain America for sure. I would say that Ward could probably be Thor because he's the muscle, but he's yeah. the smart muscle about it. And then J. August Richards is going to come in and be the Hulk, right? Because he's got that madness to him. He's angry. Maybe. Right? And then Melinda May is going to be Romanov because she's... She's female. Well, that's just sexist. Quick. No, no. She's quick. Lumping them together. (laughs) They're all quick. I say Fitz is Romanoff. He's got those pretty eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that's the case. Fitz and Scott. No, Fitz Fitz has to be Iron Man because he's got the tech. He makes the tech. He has the tech. He makes yeah, all I, don't, the I don't know that you can really make a solid case for all, them all being the same. Uh, well, not like all identical, like, but you know, you know, they've got traits, analogs. But yeah, <laughs> they definitely they do have traits, and so do the Avengers. They also have <laughs> traits. <laughs> they too share the trait of having traits. <laughs> but I think that's all you can really say. <laughs> I tried, okay. I tried. <laughs> I was, wanted to make it interconnected. It was good. It was a good Inter- attempt at interconnectivity. Interconnectivity. But you have uh, to draw that word out <laughs> for the cast. So they, Ward is very resistant. He doesn't want to be involved in this team. He's a lone wolf. Uh, He's but a uh, they they tell him it's not a choice, and he has to. So he he joins. He reluctantly is forced to join the team, and then after he walks away. Um, Ron Glass, who's playing the doctor on the, on the show, and Kobe Smulders, who's playing um, Maria Hill, are left standing there talking uh, about Coulson. And uh, he, they say... And his trip to Tahiti. His trip to Tahiti, which is where he recovered after being... We, we kind of glossed over this, but he why is Coulson alive? <laughs> That's a really big question that comes yeah. up in this episode. Like, why they, is he still breathing? They actually say why in this episode. They say he's... Yeah, he died for he, like eight seconds. He died for eight seconds. They resuscitated him, and he, he was... He's recuperating. He was hit to Tahiti to recuperate, and now he's ready to get back to work. Yeah. Um... And then they're like, he he doesn't know, does he? He can never he know. He can never know. And then it's, what? What can he not know? So that's, How that's, are you going to hide something from Coulson? Obviously, one of the big mysteries of the season is some Coulson doesn't know something about his own recovery. Yeah. Um, we're not sure yet that we know it. Because <laughs> we don't. So in the same... Uh, all we know is that Tahiti is a magical place. Yes. He does say, oddly, that Tahiti is a magical place two times in this episode. It is a bit odd. It's an oddity. It is an oddity. Uh, so uh, uh, then they go to Melinda May. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coulson mm-hmm. goes to Melinda May, I should say, yeah. and asks her to be uh, part, of this pro- part of this team. He just needs her to drive the bus. 
Just needs her to drive the bus. Because she's resistant, too. She's like, I don't want to do field work. Yeah. And he's like, it's not field work. It's I just I need you to drive the bus. I need a good, solid and she's like, driver. Am I the only person with a Class C CDL? Like, what do you what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that that's what I was thinking, because I was a truck driver at the time, which was... Oh, were you? Yeah, it was weird. I didn't know you were a truck driver. I had driver. an odd time in my life. I've always thought about being a truck driver. You shouldn't. No, I, I know. It's, it's a bad <laughs> thing. But I always thought it would be like kind of a cool thing to do for like a year. It's interesting. Like in a, if it was especially long distances, like hop in a truck and like be able to see the country a little bit. I've been to 47 states. Wow. I didn't get to really visit any of them. Oh, you just had to dry, keep driving. You yeah. didn't have much time off. Pretty much. Yeah, I guess that's probably always how it is, isn't it? Yeah, I went on. I got to go on tour to Los Angeles and back a couple years ago uh, playing music. And, um, that was, and it was all by myself and it was just like going from state to state, stopping, you know, for the night, playing at a club, meeting some people, then moving on and playing at the next club, meeting some people and moving on. And I loved that. I really, really loved just being on the road and being by myself. It was almost like that time in my life was like a rite of passage for me. (laughs) It was like the, the, you'd see in like the Spartan in the three in three hundred, oh, right. that this. was your agogi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They send out the Spartans, and you know, I'm sure, I was like twenty five. Right? <laughs> you're supposed to be like fourteen or twelve, thirteen, fourteen, something, something like were, that. They were, they were when young. you go to the agogi, and then you were like twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit late, guys, but I'm, but I'm, I'm here. It. Made it to, I'm, made made it to it. Los Angeles. <laughs> um, that's where you go on an agogi, right? <laughs> right, right. Not the well, you know. There's a desert, so it makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, so we can go ahead and talk a little bit about Melinda May because they've mentioned it later, uh, but I don't know that we'll come to it again. Uh, there's some Melinda May in some way. When Ward sees Melinda May later, he's like, "Whoa, is that Melinda May? <laughs> is that who what I think is it is? What is she doing here? Melinda May is just the driver. She's she's driving the bus. Yeah." What are you and he's like? What are you putting together here, Colson? So what are you doing? He's like, oh, you should probably put your stuff away. <laughs> I like how Colson just kind of looks at people and he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you this, but you should probably do something else. I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, 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 come on, guy. Or at least they are. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fun. <laughs> and and everybody's just like, well. <sighs> All right, he's the boss, I guess. Can't really do anything about this. Yep, he's the boss. He's um, the, he is the boss. So, um, tangent again. Then we have a uh, sky approaching Mike, and uh, that that whole scene where, where she's sent, <laughs> telling him how the men in black suits want to get him. <laughs> yeah, which is true. Shield. You you want me to carry a shield? Like, no, you're not Captain America. Stupid. <laughs> and she's like, no, shield. Agents, guys and guys with guns and dark suits. They take away people like you. They come after you. Mm-hmm. Like she's just all kinds of paranoid. And I mean, probably with good reason. You know, shield hasn't been the best kind of people to everybody, but yeah, they turn out to be okay. Yeah. Well, at least you know. When who knows about the rest of Shield, but we like Coulson. We like Coulson. Yeah, 
We like Coulson. Um, and there's always that like sense of like he's in this bigger organization, and you don't know what's. Yeah, he's just what's one part. Fit. He's one part, but we do like Coulson. We think we can trust him. But obviously, there's people hiding things from him because he's, you know, yeah, because he, he can, can never, never know. know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, she approaches Mike and convinces him that. Then we get to meet Fitzsimmons, which. I like that they mentioned Fitzsimmons two or three times in the episode before they actually show them because you think it's one person. Yeah. And then it's You go two. meet Fitzsimmons. I'm, I, um, I'm looking for Fitzsimmons. In Fitz this first episode, Simmons. first time I watched it, and I think it was even the case this time, they talk over each other so much in oh, this yeah. episode. Um, and I think they, um, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but as the season goes on, they work out that dynamic more because I think everyone was annoyed by their characters the first few the first episode because they they talk over each other in a way that I don't think works. Well, I think they talk over each other in a way that most normal people don't understand. Yeah. And they just kind of gibberish back and forth at each other. But like anybody that understands the technical jargon, like even if it's not completely 100% accurate, like she tracked a MAC address at one point or uh, Sky did that. It, anyway, if if you understand what they're getting at, then like it's kind of funny, but it's still a little bit irritating yeah. that like two and people I, are arguing like that. There was nothing in in there that I didn't understand, at least on a general level. But like, just there was sometimes you literally can't hear what they're both saying. Right. You have to, like rewatch it to hear <laughs> what they're both saying. You're trying to listen to both parts. You're like, what? But, I, do, uh, what? No, oh, so you no, end up not hearing either. I, I did. I, I didn't. I didn't like that the first time I watched it, and I th- I think they fix that relationship a little bit as they go on. Yeah, they kind of work out, like, I'm talking now, it's your turn later. Yeah, and I think that was something they were going for, but it, and, and I think it went with the fact that they were like, uh, they were one, you know, they're one person, you know, they just, yeah. they talk at the same time, they think, they think and like, just they work things together. out at the same time, yeah. They like we finish each other's thoughts, not just sentences, but thoughts. <laughs> um... So yeah, um, and I thought at the beginning, like when they were like it's Fitzsimmons, I thought that they were gonna be like a couple, like romantically involved with each other. But oh, they're yeah. just really good friends. Yeah, they're just from really the academy, friends. which which we don't really know yet. I guess. Yeah, like um, I thought that that was you know that's that's the tech couple or that's the geeky couple. Like that's cute. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't ever got that impression. Once you meet once you meet them, they're they're just to me seemed like. Whatever you can't you can't really tell anything about the relationship at this point. Yeah, not not immediately. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I wanted it to be. Okay, but why why do you want that so bad? See, I think I don't want that. Like, I never want that. Um, you those don't want obvious... two geeky couples to be together. No, I just think in in movies and TV when there's like an obvious like pairing of male and female, mm-hmm. I kind of hate when they just put them together to put them together. <laughs> um, I, I I like for things to. I don't know. I like for characters to go through things and have reasons to like the people they like and stuff. Which I, I guess, if you come on a show and they're already married or already together, it's a different story. Yeah. They could just already be together. But I really hate like thin relationships just for the purpose of having some sort of romantic entanglements on the show. You know, right? Which uh, this show has a little of that, and we'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if there's anything on here that's like not necessary. I think pretty they, they do a pretty tight job this season, but. We'll, we'll we'll get to that in a future episode. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> then there's a really funny scene with Sky, 
talking about how they'll never catch her. Oh, yeah. And then the door, <laughs> her van door opens and they're just standing there. And I love the Ward's You're never going to see our faces. You're never going to catch us. And the <laughs> door slides <laughs> open. And Ward is so funny in those like comically dark glasses. <laughs> in those big aviators that are just like completely blacked out. Yeah. That 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 cracked me up because I don't know Colson just a guy two guys in suits would have been whatever but Colson's like Colson's acting as Colson he's like yeah, hey, he's got that goofy grin how's it going at all times but he looks so intimidating because he's got a guy standing behind him with his arms crossed and dark sunglasses <laughs> on so good <laughs> she's like, hey what up <laughs> and then of course they interrogate her oh yeah take her back to the bus. Put her in the room. Well, no, the the part that I like is that, you know, Colson's talking about like we're gonna call it shots and we're not gonna be like really bad or anything. But like as soon as they meet Sky, Ward like puts a black bag over her right. head. I'm like, oh my god, they're <laughs> taking her away to like waterboard her or something. <laughs> like this is awful. <laughs> like is she that bad a person, guys? Good lord. And, uh, of course, this scene culminates with the injector of the sodium <laughs> yeah. pentothal. Uh, Derivative. I, I loved that. That 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 scene um, really won me over. Oh, yeah. It was it was such a great just departure from what normally happens. Like, we're going to inject this person, and then they're going to tell us the truth, and then we're going to accept them, and they're going to just kind of go with it because we're not killing them or something. Mm. Like, what? But so no, they inject, she, he injects... Ward instead and says that she can ask him whatever she wants. Ask, ask whatever you want. And he's so, like, ow! Beautiful way of gaining trust. Is sorry, really, did really that great. hurt? No. You're just, you're, you're crazy. It's way off protocol. And yeah, it hurt a little bit, but I try to mask my pains in front it's of beautiful, beautiful women. women. <laughs> Dang, this stuff seem, works fast. It makes me seem more masculine. <laughs> God, this stuff works fast. <laughs> really, really, really. <laughs> Just a really good scene, really good humor. Really, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so far, the show show. I, I really liked this pilot. I uh, yeah, it was a great. Pilot. I remembered not <sighs> on my first watching of this season. I remember having a hard time trudging through some of it. Oh yeah, especially just, the first half. The first, the first like ten episodes just don't don't gra- didn't grab me the way I wanted to. Them they're a little too creature of the week. Um, and I love, I love, I love overarching plots and things that are moving forward. Um, I understand the need for Creature of the Week here and there, but yeah. there's about, as as we said, uh, next week we're going to be. I, th- I think we said this already. Next week we're going to be covering episodes ten and eleven. Yeah. So when we were thinking about what to rewatch, we didn't think it was that important to rewatch episodes two through nine. They're <laughs> they're not bad. There's actually episodes in there that we were really sad to skip, but nothing that was mm-hmm. nothing like that we the third couldn't... one. I hate skipping that because that's so like comic oh, yeah. nerd in me. It's the just... third one's really really good. Yeah, Doctor Hall. Um, I really really enjoy the third one. Um, so so we recommend. I, I recommend if you have time, go ahead and watch as many as you can. Um, but if you don't have time and you want to catch up with us and watch season two, uh, watch episodes 10 and 11. If you, if you're doing this rewatch with us, there are, we're, we're going to do eight episodes. Episodes 14 through the end are all available on Hulu plus right now. So if you have Hulu plus, you can watch them there. Uh, if you do, uh, but so there's four episodes we're going to watch that are not on Hulu plus. So they're $2 on standard definition on Netflix. So just go spend eight bucks and you can iTunes, watch not Netflix. You can. 
You're right. iTunes, not Netflix. They're two bucks. Two bucks. Two bucks. Dose the narrow on iTunes. Um. So yeah. All right. So we get Ward with the sodium pentothal derivative injected into him, and Sky is gonna be leading the interrogation from there on. Mm-hmm. And she takes off her little sweater thing. And, you know, is just in her top that's low cut. And she's like, <laughs> look at my boobs, Ward, because this will make everything easier. I, I just love I love that that the trick with the sodium pentothal was beautiful because it it was a way of instead of sh- showing her that we care more about establishing your trust than we do about getting your information. Yeah. Yeah. And it. it it shows that they're not all bad, especially, well, Coulson is not a bad guy. Yeah. And I mean, we knew that, but she didn't know that. Yeah, so he has to, he has to get, get, convince her of that. Um, so yeah, I love that. Um, and meanwhile, uh, in, in other parts of the city, <laughs> we have Mike uh, going to see his his old employer yeah. trying to get his job back. And uh, kind of goes a little crazy. Goes a little nuts. Goes a little Has nuts. a little bit of that rage I love, that we talked about. I love that he thinks he's the hero. I, lo- I love <laughs> yeah. that whole thing. A, mm-hmm. You're you're the villain, and I'm the hero. Like, <laughs> And I have to kill you. That's really, really uh, a neat Yeah, a neat and we, we get a little bit of a display of the strength that uh, the Centipede program has given to him. Because they're talking about how he... Or they, I think they talk later in the episode about how he is, like, dosed up more than anybody else. And he's stronger than, than everybody. And yeah. um, he's shoving heavy things around and ripping things off of things and, like, throws the foreman away. He's like, these are people! They're not parts of a machine to be replaced when they wear out! Because, I mean, he hurt his back. Like... He got injured on the job, and then the guy is talking about, like, I've got a hundred guys out here that can, that'll come and do your job better and not bitch about their back hurting. I'm like, man, yeah, guy, come on. That guy was a bit of an asshole. He was a bit of a dick. And then I don't think anyone's a hundred percent dick. He got my dick message. <laughs> Sorry, just quoting Guardians, everybody. Yeah. Uh, just if you haven't seen it, go see Guardians. Beat Bay hashtag. Hashtag Beat Bay. Beat Bay. <laughs> um, so his foreman guy or his his factory worker uh, boss is a bit of a jerk. He hits him. He throws him against something and um, kind of goes a little crazy. And then what? It pans back to it goes back to well, we we, we the during bus. all of this is at the same time we were having them. They're investigating the scene of the. The fire at the beginning. Oh yeah, Melinda and they're May trying to and... discover what happened in that fire. What bomb mm-hmm. went off? Uh, how was Peterson involved or not involved? Whatever. And they discover that a man was angry, and they reconstruct a holographic image of the scene, and it it looks like it's Extremis. Which, for those of us who've seen Iron Man three, um, Extremis is an unstable form of super super soldier serum that allows uh, the that causes the users once they don't <laughs> it doesn't really get, allow them to blow up it kind of like forces it to happen when they don't get their dosage uh they can blow up and so that's what happened and uh they basically realize uh through discussion that Peterson is going to blow up yeah and so i think 
I think what happened during the interrogation and then during uh, Peterson going to talk to his boss was they, uh, May and uh, Fitzsimmons were at the scene. And we get our first look at the um, the Seven Dwarves, his yeah. little camera, or his little scanner. I don't even think he calls them the Seven Dwarves well, in that. They probably can't due to copyright violations, but... Well, they call got, them dwarves. They've got the Seven Dwarves names. Yeah, that's like, right. Because he said, you know, it's Bashful that's picking up something over here. Well, and they call them dwarves, too, because they have their yeah. name come up, dwarves, and it's D.A. So, I don't know what the acronym means, stands for, but everything in this show is an acronym. I swear. Project Pegasus. So, basically, they realize that Mike Peterson's going to blow up, and they need to find him. Yep. And all of this at the same time, they go. Uh, Sky takes them back to her van. Melinda May takes Sky back to the van so she can... Uh, decrypt her hard drive and because it's linked to the gps on the it's GPS gotta be in that alley gotta be in that alley to decon decrypt her decryption um decrypt her files and you know add in her little audio bits yes and so they're working on that she sends the file over to fitz and they reconstruct but uh while that's like all going on um the uh mike peterson uh in his angry form extremist out um, comes up and basically kidnaps, uh, knocks out Melinda May and kidnaps Sky, mm-hmm. and uh, and the team realizes they've got to get to him. And uh, Fitz is asked, "How can you stop him?" And he's like, "Well, just get him away from people." And then, no, but how can we stop him? Like, put what a, are what are your solutions? Put like, a bullet isolated? in his brain. Well, what else? Put a bullet in his brain. If he's dead, he won't explode. And then they, all they, the while they're working, they're working on what, something called a night night gun. Yeah, that they mentioned, which we see very briefly at the very beginning of the episode. The episode. We skipped the scene where Mike Pearson goes to visit the doctor. Yeah, he yeah. brought her flowers and brings her flowers. He wants, to, he wants to get out in front of it and be a hero and let everybody know. Yes, I'm a hero. I am Iron Man. That's you know, right. Similar thing, and. She's like, no, we can't do that. And she says the people I work for are very serious. And yeah, not, we gotta keep you. this a secret. We don't want their tech out there. Yeah, he 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 resists and run. He jumps out a window. He says it's his origin story and jumps out of a window. Yep, which is more hero talk from him, which is pretty great. Yep, and then he goes and kidnaps May and and or no, knocks May out, kidnaps Sky takes her and his son to Union Station and he's he's talking crazy at this point. He's we're gonna we're gonna go with the nice lady and they're looking for us so we can't fly on a plane and mm-hmm. we're gonna take a train and, he has and it's gonna erasing, be fun. All, erasing all of his information. Yeah, he's gonna wanna uh, get a new identity. New identity which he asks, uh, how do I know you can do this? And she says I've done, it, done before. it before which makes me think this guy has deleted her past or or someone else's. Somebody's, yeah. Seems like it might be hers. It's likely hers. Uh, But while she's working on the computer, she uses it to hack uh, and send a basically distress call and the coordinates to the team. GPS coordinates to the the team. team, The team comes in and finds the van, and that's when the big final battle sequence (laughs) arises. Which (laughs) Mr. Peterson, we're not a threat. But you're gonna blow up. Yeah, <laughs> we need to take you in. Yeah, that's uh, so. But Peterson, of course, doesn't believe them and fights them. Uh, one of my favorite is my favorite move of, of Skies during this se- this section is she, she yes. kicks that uh, kind of 
I don't know, gangbanger. Like, yeah, looking, it looked like a gangbanger looked like, guy. Looked like a group of gangbangers, uh, tough guys, regardless. Yeah. Um, she kicks one of them in the balls and says, "You're right. He is a little bitch." <laughs> and so all the guys, all of the guys attack uh, Mike Peterson, and she runs off. Um, yeah, Mike's gonna defend her, and then like throws all of them around the room. Yeah, which I mean is a good tactic for like clearing the room and getting everybody to safety. Doctor from the Centipede Project sitting in the car sends her guy in. Yeah, there's so a third guy. The doctor who was in charge of the Centipede Project also has a, a soldier in the field trying to take out Mike Pearson, and he does. He shoots him. With in a the shotgun shoulder, yeah. in the shoulder, and he falls over a balcony and lands in a ticket booth, which we talked about earlier. Yeah, and that's when Colson's team closes in, and Colson gives a very rousing speech, trying to talk him down. And um, Mike Peterson gives a very rousing speech about how uh, basically it matters who I am inside. It matters that I'm a good mm-hmm. guy. Matters who I am, and it's a, it's a, it's a. It matters that I'm a good person. It's a pretty touching scene because he really is just he he's, he's saying he he wanted to be a good person, but this world is getting bigger than him, and he's feeling. Um, yep. What are they? They're they're giants. They're giants. There's we're gods. what they step on. We're what they step on. Which I talked. I heard uh, interviews with the creators of Shield, mm-hmm. um, and what what and Kevin Feige and what they wanted out of this show. Yeah. And they talked about the movies are about the gods. The movies are about these big characters who have huge roles in the universe. And this show is about is about the people who get stepped on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think it, I think that's an exact quote. I mean, a lot of so, the episodes are just cleanup of what happened in the movies. Yeah, there are episodes where they're cleaning up what happened in the movie, um, and so that that's that's a lot of fun. Uh, I think that I liked that they included that line because it, it was literally a direct line from the creators of the show that I'd heard in interviews. Um, so that's pretty cool. It's also kind of a small reference to the, the beginning of the Avengers movie, where. Um, Nick Fury was saying, "We, you know, we have no quarrel with your people," and um, Loki says, "An ant has no quarrel with a boot." Yeah. Are you planning to step on us? I come with glad tidings mm-hmm. of a world made free. <laughs> so, like, you know, are are you planning to step on us? Well, mm, unintentionally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what I like about this is is what Mike Peterson's saying isn't even necessarily that like the villains are going to step on him. Yeah, it's just like but everybody's going to get stepped on. There's all these superpowered people. Because it's just going to happen. And 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 the the heroes and the villains, they have all the power. It's kind of it's kind of like powers. a show about the collateral damage. Yeah. Absolutely. And what can humans do in this fight? <laughs> what can men do against such reckless hate? What is that from? <laughs> That's um Second Lord of the Rings movie. Ah, uh, Two Towers. Gotcha. Well, uh, so that's the, pretty much is the recap for this week. Well, we also got to mention that Mike Peterson then gets shot in the head. Oh, right, right, right. We, with the night-night gun. After they get speechy, um, yeah. <laughs> he gets shot in the head with the they night-night gun. monologuing. Which I really thought, the first time I watched it, I thought they'd killed him. And <laughs> then they, then they all start shot. smiling and, and like high-fiving each other. I was like... <laughs> What is going on? You just killed this guy. You've left a child fatherless. 
after you said that you didn't want to do it. You and Colson yelled at people about this. And then you're high fiving. I don't understand. <laughs> and it wasn't until I had to like rewatch this part of this episode the first yeah. time. I was like, what happened? He shot him in the head. But he shot him in the head with the night night gun that apparently Fitz and Simmons were able to make work in the uh Yeah, I didn't notice at first that they swapped the guns. I thought yeah. that he had just always had that gun. Like you know, Mike looks and is like, I know you got guys everywhere, and you see like Ward looking down the sights. And I was thinking right then that that gun was the night night gun. No, that gun's like a yeah, classic. That, that gun. gun was like a sniper rifle. Yeah, he was ready to take him down, and and he's and he even says, you know, only shoot him if you have to. And he says, if I have to, only like if a, I have to. No, he doesn't say only. He says if I have to, like, right. which which is. It almost taking out the word only kind of makes it like seem more like he wants to shoot him, <laughs> which was a pretty intense thing. No, no, not like if you want to, but like only if you have to. Please say those lines back to me. <laughs> I want to make sure you know. <laughs> um, so I think that wraps it up, though, right? Yeah, he gets Anything shot with the night night gun, and then you can see how the dendrotoxin just kind of like flushes out his cheeks blue so instead of being one of the red people from guardians he's now a smurf <laughs> and then he flushes back to normal and everything goes okay after that like they kind of accept that the centipede program needs to be looked into they want to check out what that is they need to see what's going on over here yeah. we've got a lot of things set up oh yeah in this episode um and we're, we're gonna do our massive spoiler alert here in a second and talk about the uh whole MCU and how it relates and talk about the rest of this season a little bit, but uh, we'll, we'll do a little bit of talking just about what's, what's set up in this episode. We've got Colson who doesn't know. Uh, he doesn't know how he's still alive. We, yeah. Uh, we, we, well, he thinks he knows, but we, <laughs> we know that he doesn't. There's something they're not telling him. Yeah. We've got uh, Ward. There's really real mystery around Ward. He's just a, uh, He's a soldier. He's a lone wolf. He's a lone wolf soldier, and can he work with the team? We've got Melinda May, and there's some sort of mystery there. Why doesn't she want to work the field anymore? Why doesn't she want to work the field anymore? And what? Who is she that Ward would recognize her and be shocked that she's on the on the on the, on the the bus Almost that she's like, driving the bus that she's driving the bus? Um, we've got Sky, um, and we don't know anything about her past at all, and um, why she's done this before. So to speak, with erasing the identity, we've got Fitz and Simmons, and we don't know how they're going to be uh, involved. Uh, I'd going say they're forward. probably the weakest characters as far in as the like first backstory. As in well, the first episode, yes. Uh, but what's interesting about them is that they are fresh out of the academy. Uh, I think that's mentioned in this episode, and it's all it's mentioned that um, they're not. They're not registered for combat. Like they're, they're yeah, not they're allowed not. In the they're field, not cleared really. for field work. Yeah. yeah. Um. So 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 they're they're. So how are they going to deal with this bus that's going to be in, in in danger every week? Yeah, I'm just I'm not as drawn to them. Yeah, in no. the first episode Absolutely. as I am the rest of it. I totally I'm totally with you. Um. And 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 they're just annoying in the first episode. <laughs> uh, they are. There, there is I think, that. <laughs> and and there was a lot of uh, Fitzsimmons hate happening when that first episode dropped. Uh, back when it back when it first dropped, and I never felt that. I never felt that much hatred. But rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, they were annoying. Yes, they, they were, were annoying as crap. Um, they were, they were, and then, you know, I won't even go say they were really annoying or annoying as crap. I just think they 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 weren't. 
They weren't fully fleshed out yet. They weren't extraordinarily likable. Yeah. But, like, later in the season, you get to the point where, like, you really want Fitz to, like, to get his goal completed, whatever that may be. Yeah. Like, you really want them. Like, you feel for them. Yeah. We'll, and and we'll, get, we'll get to talking about that more. Uh, what would you rate this episode? Oh. I would I would rate this... Are we going 1 to 10? Yeah. Let's just do, keep it... Keep it let's like keep it 1 to 10. My initial gut feeling says 7, but that's just, like... That's after seeing the whole season. Honestly, I was about, like, 8.9 excited. Yeah, the when, first time you watched when, it. When it was the first time I was watching it. Yeah. Because it was just, it was a really good pilot. It's hard to rate because it's like, am I rating this against the movies? Then it's like a six or seven. Right. If I'm rating it against most TV, uh, it's probably more like an eight or a nine. Like, it's yeah. a really good episode, but really good for a pilot. If we're rating it against, like, the rest of the season, then it's going to be like a 12. What now? I said if we're rating it against the rest of the season, then it's going to be like a 12. Because it was honestly, it, especially in the first half, it was the best yeah. episode. It was it was it was a really good episode for the first half of the season. There are others I really liked, and yeah. the the, uh, the the everything that happens after Winter Soldier is better. Oh yeah, just oh the, yeah, oh god, gets, yes, gets immensely better. Um, and so if you rate it against those, it's not that high. You know, it's yeah. it's hard to rate this, but I'll, I'll give I'm going to give it a seven. That's that's fair. I think I'm just going to always rate things of how they fit into the MCU. Okay. Okay, I can see that. And I think I would probably say a more optimistic eight, eight and a half. Okay, is what I would go with. Yeah, I'm just thinking about last week. I think I gave Guardians a ten, and I'm like, this is not as good as Guardians. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Episode. It's really good, but it's nowhere near Guardians it's level. It's nowhere near Guardians level, and you can't expect that. It's it's a television show versus a movie that they yeah. work years on to yeah. make perfect, and it was really great. We're we're gonna, we're going to a little bit a deeper spoiler section now. Is uh, it? Is it time for that? I think it's time for that. Uh oh. We're gonna we're gonna discuss everything Double Marvel Cinematic secret Universe. Spoiler alert. Everything Marvel Cinematic Universe. We may throw in some comics talk, and we'll talk about the how this episode relates to the rest of the season. But just a reminder: next week, if you want to uh, be involved in the discussions, uh, or if you want to be listening to the show, watch the two episodes: the Bridge and the Magical Place, which are episodes ten and eleven. Um, we we did we went through and we worked really hard coming up with a good system, uh, how we could watch this whole series in six weeks, only watching about two episodes a week, and uh, and kind of get the entire scope of what happens and really pull down the whole story. Yeah, pretty much everything relevant. Everything relevant, I think we think you'll get in these in these eight episodes. Uh, but if you have time, go ahead and watch the rest too. It's it's a great it's a great season. Uh, but for next week, we'll be discussing episodes 10 and episodes 11. That's The Bridge and The Magical Place. So uh, for those of you who will not be here after the spoiler alert, um, which I should have probably said the spoiler alert later, uh, but uh, if you want to leave some feedback for us, we would love that. We'd love it if you'd um, review review us on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a comment there. Those really help us in all the rankings and all that. Um, but if you want to call and leave feedback, uh, you can call us at 573-CAST-MCU. That's 573-227-8628. If you leave a message there, we will uh, play it on the podcast. And, yeah, that's... Don't we also have a Gmail? 
Yeah, we do. Uh, we have we have uh, definitely we have we have a Facebook Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We have a Gmail, which is MCUcast at gmail.com. And the Facebook is facebook.com slash MCUcast. So pretty much anywhere you go, it's just MCUcast. Uh, we also have a website, mcucast.wordpress.com. Um, we have, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We can't get away from. Wait, wait. We're we're, not, we're interconnected. No, that's Aww. not. That's not. Doesn't. Is that mean a bad that. spot? <laughs> uh, but uh, um, I, still, I'm, I honestly we'll get a, don't remember what it means. <laughs> we'll we'll get a Twitter as well this week. <laughs> we, we don't yet have a Twitter, but uh, tweet at us. And we'll be at MCU Cast. Hopefully, let's hope. I'm just guessing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's not taken. Yeah, it wasn't taken anywhere else, so that's why I was hoping it wouldn't be there. Yeah, But okay. it may be, so if you see a guy who's tweeted a bunch, that's not us, because we're going to start it tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's give a timestamp on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so, spoiler alert for the entire MCU spoiler and comics alert. and everything. The deepest of spoilers. Yes. Um... Uh, so spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler, 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 spoiler for the entire spoiler. MCU. Uh, let's talk a couple things about this episode first off. Um, a couple, th- I was really paying attention to things that would tie in. This is this this is where the spoilers will begin for the entire season of this show. So if yeah. you don't haven't watched it, uh, if you've seen the entire season, continue listening. But if you haven't, we're gonna spoil it. Right, <laughs> mm, three, two, one, go. Uh, Project so, Pegasus. <laughs> so I was thinking more like Project Hydra is what we're going to discuss right now. Oh yeah, okay. I've been thinking about the big revelations that happen in the end, the Hydra revelations. Yeah, um, and I was really paying attention to things in this episode that might clue that in because they definitely knew that was happening. I mean, Winter Soldier was already filming at this point; they knew that was coming, so they were planning from the beginning of writing the show what that was going to be. Yeah, and so I really enjoyed. There were two parts I really enjoyed. The hard drive decryption, uh, yep. when she says uh, that that plays into a, a later episode when the, the the hard drive decryption has to be done in that alleyway. Yeah, it's linked to the GPS of the van. That's right. And when she said that, um, I think you pointed out that Ward, Ward is... was the only person that wasn't there. And then in the later episodes, Ward's like, "Why won't this hard drive decrypt? Ah, oh, caveman the... can't figure out." He's the only one that didn't know. Yeah, he's the only. Was... And they never touch on it again. Like apparently, every decryption protocol she uses from there is just like okay to go. You know what? Now that I think about it, though, it's not that. If you remember, she tells him it's that, and they go back there, and that's a trick. It's not till they're back on the ship, and she says it's elevation. Yeah, that's right. It's like she reset it. Yeah, she reset it to. It was kind of like that was her home base before, and the bus and being up high is her home base now. So yeah. you have to go to that elevation. We got to get the cruising to the altitude, crypt. guys. Um, so that I thought that was still interesting. I thought it was interesting that they brought up the GPS lock on her, on her computer in the first episode, and it's not until like the twentieth episode that they bring it back. But it's 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 tied in there. Um, and Ward, the fact that Ward's not in the room. Yeah, and Ward's the only one that doesn't know, and he ends up being like the one that double crosses everybody. Yeah, and then of course, one of the one of the best little like nod lines is, uh, "We didn't cut off the head of Centipede." Yeah, <laughs> which right is the a definite uh, Hydra yeah. reference. Yeah, I mean, if you cut off the head of the centipede, two more aren't going to grow back. No, 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 no. It's just done. But for those of us who've seen the rest of the season, which hopefully everybody listening now has, um, you know, Centipede is Hydra. 
You know? Yeah. Centipede They're is, inextricably linked. Yeah. Uh, Centipede is being run by Hydra mm-hmm. agents. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so that that's really cool. Um, was there anything else you thought was interesting about this episode that tied into the uh, either the later than season or the overall universe of MCU? I I just I like all the little shout outs that they give to everything. Like when Sky is mentioning the um the the different things that Shield has hidden from the people, like Project Pegasus, which was at the beginning of the Avengers. Nobody even mentions Pegasus in the movie. Yeah, it's, it's a just small nod. Yeah, it's just like it's on the the signage out front of the joint dark for or joint dark energy project. Yeah, and you've where got, Selvig but you is. Got, I think Joss Whedon wrote both of those things. Yeah, you know, and so like Joss Whedon's like, I'm gonna give a little bitty nod to myself in this other <laughs> thing I wrote. You know what? High believe, five me. Go I me. He wrote the first episode. I'm not. Yeah, totally. he was he was co writer. Okay. It was him I, I and Jed was... Whedon and somebody else, and then he didn't get writing credits for like a while. Yeah, I think he write, I think he writes on Turn 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 episode seventeen. Which yeah, is something the like one that after Winter Soldier, which is the best one of the best episodes of the season. It's one of the best. Yeah. So, um, so there's that, and where what was she mentioned three things? She said Centipede and Project Pegasus, and then oh, she said uh, uh, New Mexico. New Mexico, right? Which is the Thor. nod to Thor, yeah. So, so many little things in there that are like nods to other things in the MCU. Yeah, like uh, when when Ward was like, "I'm not one of those cosplay girls out in front of Stark Tower," mm-hmm. or he accuses Sky of being one of those. Yeah, and then Sky says, <laughs> "Right, hey, no, she's just okay, another once. one of those." She's like, "There was one time, one time, one time." <laughs> so there's so the funny. there's the nod to Stark Tower. There, there's he's had the best results since Romanov. Um, so that was those two. This thing is loaded with gamma radiation. Mm-hmm. So there's that one to the Hulk. And I don't think Clint Martin got a nod, did he? I don't believe so. Oh, poor Hawkeye. Right? The only Avenger that didn't get a nod in this episode. He's going to get something in the next season. Oh, yeah. Wink. Yep. That's, that's the news out of, uh, news out of Comic-Con that, uh. Mockingbird is going to be Mockingbird's going to be in season two, season or two. so they say. Like Mockingbird gave a call to Koenig, Koenig, which yeah, uh, I'm excited about Patton Oswalt coming back as apparently multiple characters. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're all brothers. I want to think that they're all clones or LMDs. Yeah, life model decoys. Thing. Yep, could um, be, could be. That's that's a big theory. Uh, that's kicking around out there. That's what everybody thought that was going to be the thing with Coulson. Yeah. Is that he was going to be like an the one that died was an LMD. Or he's an LMD. Or, he's or they're an LMD. all LMDs. Or, or everybody's whatever. an LMD. <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, I, I think this episode was pretty great in, in light of the rest of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Just viewing it with the with the perspective of all the things that are going to happen, they did a great job of putting nods to all the things that are they are that are going to happen. So yeah, and they they gave a nod to where they came from because without the rampant success of the Marvel the Marvel MCU with the movies, this wouldn't be a thing. Oh yeah, and so sure. you know they've got a nod to everybody, and I, I appreciate that. It's nice of them to do that. Yeah. I just the the MCU just keeps impressing me, and thinking about the fact that it's I don't know that there's ever been a thing that released consistently two movies a year, like one franchise 
that's interconnected releasing two movies a year. Yeah, that's that is unheard of. What is I wonder what the most movies in one franchise is like the Freddy movies or the Jason movies or you know they they have ten or eleven Bond. of each. It would Bond. probably be it would, Bond. It would probably be Bond because they're working on like Bond twenty four at this point. Yeah, but that's the thing. Bond's been around since the fifties, sixties. Yeah, it's been around a hot minute. Um, the MCU has been around since two thousand eight, and they just they just completed their tenth film. That's that's a bunch. That's a bunch of films. That's, that's more oh, than man. one by a solid number. It's more <laughs> more than one by a solid number. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I think that that's awesome. Um, and not just that, not like they just completed their 10th one and they're looking forward. Like, what are we going to do now? They know what they're going to do now for that's like, the next so decade. Cool. That's what's so cool is they're not, they're not stopping so it. Really, and they're not, they're not just throwing it together as they go. Yeah. Uh, they have a plan. This and is that's a so huge important. plan. And having people that will creatively, uh, contribute to that plan is so important. And I think Kevin Feige is a huge part of that. Yeah. Um I really I think he's the kind of the glue that's making this whole thing happen. And that's what that's what DC needs is they need a Kevin Feige type character. Yeah, they need they need somebody in studio that is handpicking everybody for the overall story that they want. They need to they really just need to stop going with like different people to to make things happen. Like do we even know? I mean, it's the the information's out there on who the biggest producer is for like Warner Brothers DC, but like they, I I don't know who they are. Like they haven't made press releases where I've heard about him. Like everybody knows Kevin Feige, and everybody's seen yeah. Kevin Feige's face, and everybody knows that Kevin Feige is the guy that's in charge of Marvel stuff as far as putting it on on the screen in front of your yeah. face, and he's got a plan. Who's doing that for DC? I don't think they have anyone. I think they're I think they're just being run like a classic studio is run, you know. They've got yeah. studio execs doing their thing. They're like, "Marvel's putting out this thing with all the heroes and we've got to do something it's like that." A, it's such an antiquated model. It, it's, it, it's just never it's never works. You do, you just they're just following what Marvel's doing and trying to do trying to do all the things that aren't the reason they're successful. Yeah. Like um the reason they're successful is they're giving good creators with good ideas free reign to make a movie that they want to make while maintaining enough creative control to make sure they head in the direction they want to go and don't have conflicts. Yeah. Um, which is, it's genius. It's, it's, they've struck a perfect balance so far between giving creators control and, and holding on to enough control. Unfortunately, we've seen a little bit of a um, a split with that kind of thing when somebody doesn't share their creative vision. Talk about with Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright departing. I am yeah. very sad about Edgar Wright. I departing. know. I am too. I was... cannot imagine this movie being as good as it would have been, and I hate that. I because yeah. you, you you know I'm you, I'm right here with you. I'm a huge Marvel fanboy, but I really love everything Edgar Wright's ever done. Yeah, he's. The the He's Cornetto a really trilogy. great visionary man. Oh, the Cornetto trilogy is so yes. amazing. Um, Actually, I never saw what is it? World's End. World's End is so good. I never saw that one. It's so good. We we should watch it one of these nights. Um, it's it's so so good. Um, but 
I still think that Ant-Man will be a great movie. Yeah, it's it's still mm. going to be good because there's still... It's not like he left and took the script with him. That's true, but it's not about the script. It's about his direction is so amazing the way he, like, those beats that he hits and just yeah. does such a good job. Yeah. Um, and and they, they got the guy who made Bring It On, I think. Yeah. Is now, <laughs> which I never saw Bring It On. I actually, I've actually heard good things about Bring It On. Enough good things that I have even considered watching it, even as an adult male. Um, but, uh, but I never have. So, yeah. Well, if you like seeing female teenagers dance around in small skirts, then, you know, go for it. Um, are you uncomfortable I because feel uncomfortable that you like to do? I feel uncomfortable saying yes, because you said teenagers. Yeah. You're welcome. They're probably all in their 20s. And they're, they're, oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of that 20s. Dawson's Creek kind of thing where they're all yeah. like 27 playing 14-year-olds yeah. or some crap like so that. So it's not really gross, <laughs> right? It's not gross when I fap to Kirsten Dunst, right? Oh. Or Eliza Dushku. Oh. Anyway, no, let's let's get back on topic there. So, yeah, the, um, the director for Ant-Man is a new guy, and he actually put out some uh, or no, he had an interview recently where he was talking about the um, the plot, the overall plot of that film, and how it's going to be kind of like a heist film. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, I've heard that. It's like they're accepting that Hank Pym already exists beforehand, and it's kind of a passing the torch to Scott Lang, exactly. which was second one, and Cassandra Lang, his daughter, is in it, and she actually ends up. Uh, in the comics universe being stature, like a uh, size changing hero. And um, I'm pretty sure she's part of the Avengers, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. I'm fairly, I'm like 99 point, I'm Lysol percent certain that she is at one point an Avenger. What's Lysol, Lysol percent? 99.99%. Oh, kills 99.99%. Yeah, all the germs. bacteria gets killed Got because it. of how sure I am. <laughs> Got it. I understand now. But anyway. Back to what speculation on the episode and uh, things like speculation that. on anything in the MCU really like this is our let's chat about anything in the MCU. Oh, that's another thing. Um, there was recently some concept art released where it showed Nova was supposed to be Guardians of the Galaxy, like he was supposed to be in it. And James Gunn had an interview where he said that he left Nova out first off because there's way too many people to introduce in the movie already, mm-hmm. but. Also, he doesn't really like the character, hmm. which is odd. But I also figured out, or really not figured out, just kind of read. Um, I read that it was Corbin Roman Day that crash-landed on Earth. Uh, he was in the Nova Corps. Roman Day. Denarian Day is the guy that was John C. Riley. Yeah. In there. So, Corbin Roman Day crash-lands on Earth, and... Um, kills whatever bad guy he's fighting against and is going to die himself and randomly chooses Richard Ryder to be Nova. And he's in the Nova Corps now. And apparently it's, um, they get power based on their rank. They get an amount of power because the world mind, the collective of, um, of computers that's on Nova Corps just kind of assigns like you get this much power, you get this much. Okay. And when the annihilation wave wipes out all of Nova Corps, except for Richard Ryder, he gets, world mind downloaded to his helmet and also gets all of the Nova Corps power. And that's kind of his thing is that he's the collective of the Nova Corps. He is Nova prime at that point. Yeah. He is, he is all of Nova. Yeah. He's the entire, he is the Nova Corps. Ah, 
and he tries to rebuild it and makes a new Xandar and whatnot. But um, yeah, that's kind of kind of his thing. And what I really think is an interesting thing is in Guardians, it didn't show um, Nova Corps being. That, all that powerful you know they didn't have yeah specific well, we never really saw them they were in their ships they were always in their ships but like the guys walking weren't doing anything other than just walking yeah like when they picked up the guys but now nova Corps has an infinity stone which they can then use to power the core oh yeah see where they're going with that yeah that's a lot of the speculation that i've that i've been reading interesting is, is that they're going to use the infinity stone to make the nova core the nova core that's interesting and i mean that that provides a little bit of um kind of a hole where it's like well thanos is going to get all of the infinity stones right like what's going to happen to the nova core when he takes the infinity stone if they use the nova core to power the nova core i mean if they use the infinity stone, stone to, to power, power the, the core like what's going to happen to them? Nobody knows, but that's the current speculation is that that's what that's going to be used for. Interesting. I like that. It's neat. It's... I do like that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I'm just, I'm so excited about where this is going and where, uh, they have done such a neat job of like building this universe where these infinity stones are the MacGuffin in multiple films uh, and we've and we've still only seen three of the six, you know. Yeah, I'm, possibly four, if uh, if Loki's staff is one. Yeah, they've said that Loki's staff is probably the mind gem. Yep, controls minds and whatnot. Because he does do that. Kind of what it did. There's also uh, this, a soul gem that they say it might be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he can, can look like other people and things, and you can distort and call up other souls or something like that. Um, but that could still be the mind, Jim. So, well, he he sh he's shown his ability to change the way he looks without the staff. Oh, really? Yeah, in the Thor movies, he um, he was able to change his appearance without having the staff. Okay, that's just the um, the product of being a master of magic. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm cool so it's not the gym that gives him that ability i'm excited to see where it all goes I yeah really am and uh another thing i've read i keep reading things man terry cruz has put out so much where he's like i would love to be luke cage huh and wouldn't terry cruz be just the perfect luke cage yeah that would be pretty great he would be amazing for it and then some people are like you're too old and he's like how do you figure because i do this workout i would like to see you do this workout 20 years ago like the man is ripped mm -hmm. and he's he's a really good actor from what i've seen him in yeah and I just, I and he's really, funny. he's hilarious. Really, really funny. His delivery is great. The more and more, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I want comedy out of my superheroes. I, it's something I've really been thinking a lot about this week with the, with the Marvel movies is genre and how, and I mean, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not the first to talk about this, but how they do such a neat job of like taking different genres and making films that fit into a genre, but none of them are really just superhero movies. Yeah. Except for maybe Iron Man. You could probably say that Iron Man is a superhero movie. But all of the others are like, Thor is this fantasy epic 
Captain America movies are, uh, are, are like, especially Winter Soldier's like an espionage thriller. Oh yeah, that's uh, a spy movie. That's like a spy hardcore. movie. No, the first one is more like it's like a war movie. Yeah, it's a World War Two period piece or whatever. Period, period war movie. Yeah, like he's like going out and fighting in battles and he's seeing, fighting the Nazis. Fighting the Nazis. It's so it's it's just so neat the way they've uh, put that all together. And then and Hulk is more of like a fugitive movie. Yeah. Um, but none of the other, with the exception of Robert Downey Jr., um, none of them are comedians. I feel like like they're 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 all dramatic actors first, and Robert Downey Jr. is too. But I feel like Robert Downey Jr. has more of a sense of humor than any of the <laughs> yeah. others. And there's something beautiful to me about a character where you see you see them laughing, you see them putting forth their sense of humor, and then you see them turn serious. It's like, it's, I don't know, it's like a tears of a clown thing. Like, yeah. uh, it's some, there's something, when you see someone who has a sense of humor, when you see Captain America and he's generally always serious, like, he's funny, he's funny, especially in Cap 2. He's, he's particularly funny, but he's not funny, he's more funny to laugh at. Yeah. Uh, most of his jokes are like, "Hey, look, I'm not I'm I'm not, I'm an old man. Um, yeah, I'm I'm displaced in time. Like the <laughs> Are you doing anything this weekend? Well, all the guys in my barbershop my barbershop quartet are dead, so, so uh, uh, I'm free." Yeah. Like well, he's the man out of time. Yeah, exactly. He's the man out of time, and I love I love that. And I, I I don't fault it, but still Chris Evans is not funny. I feel like Chris Evans does a great well, job of acting, but he's not a funny... I think it's more that Steve Rogers isn't funny. Agreed, agreed. But I'm just saying, like, there are certain actors that are comedians as well. well and, like, Chris Pratt is oh, yes. the funniest... <laughs> he's the funniest Marvel superhero yet. You know, in, in a way that no one else has been. And I think before that, it was Robert Dunney Jr. And I, and, and I love what comedy does, but not just because it's comedy, but because of the way it causes you to feel about a character and it causes comedy causes you to invest in a character in a way that you don't otherwise it makes them feel more human yeah like absolutely we're funny people clearly yeah clearly i mean listen to this podcast <laughs> so being the funny people that we are we want to see humor in all of our lives like every part of our lives and then when it comes through in the characters in every bit of their lives it's like ah oh, they're just like us <laughs> stars are just like us (laughs) Um. (laughs) they just make a little bit more money (laughs) now Vin Diesel tweets a lot of random things like that's how he got to the part of being the voice of Groot is that he just wanted it so he tweets like hey guys they're talking to me about being Groot what do you think and then everybody's like yes oh my god he has to be Groot and now I don't know if it's actually like Marvel having talks with him about it or if he's just doing that again, but he was like, Hey guys, thanks for uh, everybody, you know, was the reason I am Groot. And I just, I I really appreciate it. And I think that Marvel might think that I'm inhuman. (laughs) Ha ha. And from that, everybody's like, Oh my God, inhuman. Cause he capitalized inhuman. Uh So everybody's like, Oh my God, Vin Diesel has to be black bolt. Because they're they're confirmed working on a uh, an Inhumans movie. Are they? So Black Bolt is going to be a thing. Medusa's probably going to be in there too. Because I mean, she's kind of his wife. 
and all that. But it's really kind of funny that they're going, like, if Vin Diesel actually is going to be Black Bolt, he's going to go from a character that says three words to a character that says, like, none. Oh, really? Is Black Bolt not speak? Well, Black Bolt doesn't speak because it's dangerous for him to speak. His His power is such that when he says words, his voice is so powerful that it destroys cities. And, like, it shatters things on a whisper. And he's like he develops a technology that allows him to channel that power into various other things, and you know enable him to fly and punch really hard and lift heavy things, and enables other like his guards to have some sort of power with you know bl- blasters and whatnot. And um, he basically powers the city just from his whispers, but it gets to the point to where like when he actually needs to throw down with somebody like in uh world war hulk when hulk came back and was really angry he got shot into space he came back he fights black bolt first and black bolt just kind of goes enough and hulk just gets thrown back like several hundred feet and you're like oh my god that happened to hulk holy crap this guy is hmm. legit so Inhumans is going to be a thing, and they're thinking that Vin Diesel's going to do it, and he looks the part, and I'm excited about that if he actually does get to do that. If he gets to show his face in costume, it's going to be so awesome. Awesome. I didn't hear that they'd they'd said that Inhumans was a thing yet. Yeah, it's in in my RSS feed somewhere in there, buried. That's cool. Uh, Well, we'll... uh... I guess we'll touch more on that later. Yeah, we'll keep up with that for sure. Um, a lot of people were saying that Sky might be an Inhuman or related be. to an Inhuman. Could be. Um, but who knows who Sky is? They cast her father. Yep. Did you hear about that? It's yep. The, um, who was it? It's somebody McFadden. Oh goodness. Is it William McFadden? Is that is that his name? I don't know who. I don't know his name. I just knew him from whatever he was from. He was in Twin Peaks. Oh, that's right. He's the weird cop from Twin Peaks. I never um, saw it. I saw the first three or four episodes, which was most of the show. Uh, it's like got six episodes or something silly, but uh, it it's a weird show, and he plays a really weird character. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> interesting <laughs> casting, um, casting like a David Lynch character from that. <laughs> but I mean, I, not not that that's all he's ever done. That was like in that early 80s or something oh wow i said the wrong name entirely what name did i say something mcfaden yeah that's entirely wrong oh okay it was it was scottish you know whatever yeah <laughs> kyle mclaughlin is the guy's name <laughs> that was entirely wrong i just i just threw some syllables together <laughs> this sounds vaguely similar at one point <laughs> and then uh henry simmons is also going to be in there i believe he's going to be agent cooper Okay. Like a different agent or whatever. And I think they cast Mockingbird as well. They had to. I mean, they talked about it in the Comic-Con yeah. thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not up very up on the casting news. We'll have to bring some of that next week in the news segment. Oh, is that um, where that goes? Yeah, we should probably talk about all this in the news. So so those uh, people who left for the spoiler alert can have something to look listen, forward to. Have something to listen to. Because <laughs> um, they're not listening to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so everybody, uh, if you have, have if you haven't seen them, uh, go watch 
uh, episodes 10 and 11 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. If you can watch episodes 2 through 11, that'd be great. But we're going to discuss episodes 10 and 11 next week. The Bridge and the Magical Place, respectively. Um, it's a good little two-parter. So There's a lot to be done there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be done there, a lot of story to be told there, because that's, that's a turning point in the story for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll get on that next week. I'm excited to talk to all of you again. Um, as unless you have anything else, no. Thanks for listening to us ramble, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, call us, call us at a five seven three cast MCU five seven three cast MCU, and we will play your call on the air. And we really want to get some calls. Want to get some emails at MCU cast. Want to get some comments at Gmail or. Facebook.com slash MCU cast or Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast on iTunes. Uh, just go any of those places and rate us on iTunes and comment and we'll talk talk about you on the podcast. Uh, we would really love to hear from you. So uh, have a good week, everybody. Have a good week. We'll see you next uh, Wednesday is when we release these, right? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. This will, this will, well, we might drop it tonight. Oh! <gasps> No. On Tuesday. We record them on Tuesdays, but yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. See you next week. 573-227-8628. All right. Have a good week. Hashtag Beat Bay. Hashtag Beat Bay. <laughs> <laughs>